0: Temp check. time minimum ten dollars per order excludes restaurants additional terms and fees apply hello everybody the bloody war in ukraine goes on vladimir putin is hell-bent on the devastation of ukrainian cities and indifference to just how many ukrainians he kills vladimir zelensky seems now undecided as to what course to follow because each day brings more destruction and death to his country his people, and any kind of peace agreement seems distant, remote, and perhaps impossible. And Western intelligence analysts say Putin himself is caught between a dramatically higher death count of Russian troops that is rising daily, while there are reports of dismay and unrest among the Russian people at home. A few military experts actually now claim that the Russians are unlikely to win their war against Ukraine. President Biden's phone call with China's Xi Jinping was unsuccessful. Senior officials say the Chinese president, in fact, told Biden to clean up his own mess, and there was no assurance forthcoming that China won't send military aid to Russia. Mr. Biden apparently warned she of serious consequences if he does. Welcome to the Great America Show, and thanks for being with us. This week, we also learned that President Donald Trump's Attorney General now admits he knew that Joe Biden was lying to the American people about his son Hunter's laptop during the 2020 presidential debate. Barr told Fox News that though he was very disturbed, as he put it, by those lies, he obviously wasn't disturbed enough to tell the American people before the election that the Democratic presidential candidate was a liar and very likely part of the biggest political scandal in American history. With us now, a man who was caught up in that scandal, a victim of the attempted overthrow of the presidency of Donald Trump, a former director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, Army Lieutenant General Retired, and former National Security Advisor under President Donald Trump. With us, General Michael Flynn. General Flynn, it's great to have you with us. Let's start with Ukraine uh, and the the mess uh, that uh, NATO in particular is in. Uh, and the inability of Zelensky to, to get a discussion face-to-face with Putin. Your thoughts? Yeah, for, first of all, I don't think that Putin
1: has any time for uh, Zelensky because I think he sees Zelensky as not only a, a, uh, a, a puppet-type uh, leader in, uh, in, in the Ukraine, but also somebody who has uh, admitted to, uh, to things that, that uh, over, over the last few years admitted to things that we now know to be true. I mean, these various uh, relationships with people in our, um, that, are, that are relatives of our, members of our administration, also some of the, I think the nefarious activities that uh, Ukraine has been involved in from human trafficking, drug trafficking, money laundering. I mean, there's an awful lot. And, and I think that there, there has to be a, a reckoning by uh the leadership in the european union by the leadership of nato which are not both they're, they're not the same they're not one and the same and people need to understand that european union and nato are two different organizations one is essentially a governmental organization for trade and economics and one is a security organization and that would be nato so um i think that uh if anything what uh the 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 west should should uh Demand from uh, Zelensky is that he he sits down across the table from from Putin as two leaders who are engaged in in uh, in a in essentially a a limited uh, war, as I would describe it right now. For now, they need to sit down with each other and uh, and come to a, a, an agreement on how to end this thing uh, and end it soon. I mean, I I've I've, I've you know written about this, Lou, recently. And one of the big issues on the table is neutrality—the neutrality of Ukraine uh, from really the 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 what what has been an encroachment by NATO since at least 1990, if not since 1994. Right. And uh, and one of the big issues, Lou, is is what's called the Budapest Accords, right. uh, which was in 1994, which was an agreement between uh, France, England. United States and Russia at the time for no further encroachment against the, uh, you know, the Russian Federation. So there, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, of issues the, at play the, there. But those are the kinds of things that have to be discussed. If they're not, we're going to continue to see bloodshed in Ukraine and the people of the Ukraine are going to continue to suffer.
0: Uh, Ten million of them, according to the most recent uh, estimate from Mm -hmm. the United Nations, have fled the country and are now refugees. Uh, A fourth of a a country's population is is a just a tremendous number for refugees. Uh, Let's go to the point that you were making about uh, some of the questions that surround Zelensky and Ukraine, its relationship uh, to the West uh, in, in a number of areas. When you say that, uh, that uh, President uh, Putin uh, has no time for Zelensky, uh, and he, because Zelensky is a puppet, who's pulling the strings? Well, I think that Zelensky is part of this effort.
1: Um, you know, with with this whole reset that we're that we uh, hear talked about uh, by or, you know the organization described as the World Economic Forum, and when we when we think about um, you know. How did Zelensky get into power? What what kinds of things has he done while he's been in office? What have been the you know, who, who have who is behind really the the uh, the kinds of activities? And this is really not a, a lick on the Ukrainian people, because the Ukrainian people are terrific people. I mean, I, you right. know, I've, I've I've I know some I've met some I've you know, we we have had I've been in conversations with many when I was in my military days where we had. People across tables and having discussions and all that kind of stuff that you'd have the people of ukraine are terrific it's the The sad thing that you just mentioned twenty five percent of their population are you know would be considered you know being displaced or refugees i mean so really the the you know the the, the masters right now and and when we think about Joe Biden and what Joe Biden did prior as a vice president under the Obama administration and some of the things that they were involved in, some of the things that we know that that others uh, around his son. And then those that are part of that entire structure that, that sort of quote unquote energy company. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things here that, that we just don't know and we don't, uh, totally understand or nor appreciate. Mm -hmm. And these are the kinds of issues that have to be resolved. I mean, uh, when, when, uh, yeah, I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, general.
1: No, I was just going to say that. I mean, there's, there's such a, lack of trust in anything, any of the reporting that are, that's coming out of the mainstream media, Lou, which, which, you know, you you know quite a bit about, and they, and also I, I try to follow, I try to follow other media outlets. Like I try to follow uh, what the Indians are saying. Okay. The the nation of India, I try to follow some of these other European outlets to get a Mm -hmm. sense of what are they saying and, and balance everything. When you have, when you have China, and India, okay, which represents about a third of the world's population that are aligning themselves or or staying out of this issue in Ukraine and, and in, a, in a funny way on behalf of China or on behalf of Russia, we've got a we've got a significant problem. And uh, and it seems to me like like the nation of India, and I particularly pay attention to India, because India, India's navy, a lot of people don't know India's Navy. Was principally built by, uh, by the you know by the Russian Federation. There, particularly right. their ships. So, right. so there there's two nations, China and India, which represent about three billion people. Right, there's, there's let's just say there's seven maybe mm-hmm. eight billion people on the planet. I mean, these countries are not jumping on the bandwagon of the West and calling Putin out. I mean, what they're saying is they're you know well, they're they are telling us that there's is legitimate issues in play. And so let's resolve these issues that are in play. And, and then, and I think that they're, they can be resolved very, very quickly, very quickly. And, I, and I'm not saying that, the, that Ukraine cannot deal with the European Union, you know, in terms of uh, economic development and trade, they may not want to, because I can tell you that, that the European Union, and for the most part, and then definitely NATO, I, I know NATO even better, but the criteria and the conditions that they have to join those organizations are very very high. They're stringent, and, and there can be no corruption. There can be no, no yeah. you know funny business in, inside of their governments, right? No, no dealing in in uh, sort of extra, extra uh, uh, types of activities that are outside of what a normal a, government would do.
0: A cynic would say, General, that if they're going to be corrupt, they have to be very sophisticated about it. Exactly, uh, and the Ukrainians are not. Uh, They are absolutely uh, permeated with corruption, Uh, but on the other hand, so is the United States now, political corruption throughout our government, our federal government, Uh, and that plays a part too here. One of the issues that we have to examine on our national media, our corporate media, will not deal with it because the corporatists have so much money involved and a different interest. Uh, they are focused on global, uh, a, a globalist future
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: instead of specifically uh, worrying about the, the nation, the national interest, and the national direction. And, and by that I mean, what is the relationship suddenly that, between Biden and Ukraine, uh, Biden, Uh, and I'm talking about the Biden family as well as the president, and China. China actually put out a readout of that uh, phone call last week uh, with Xi before the United States government. Here is a communist, totalitarian government putting out at least its interpretation as well as the readout of the discussion before the Biden White House could do it. Uh, This is wrong, and it is wrong for this president to simply yeah. go into the NATO meeting in Brussels and without any explanation about his vested interest and his son's vested interest in Ukraine uh, and in China. Uh, because yeah. now you have two strategic partners, China and, uh, and Russia. And you make a terrific point with India, a third of the world's population, uh, and they're aligned. India desperately needs the weaponry, the uh, advanced and sophisticated uh, technology of Russia. It needs that a, uh, a coexistence with China certainly so those mm-hmm. interests align uh, a- against a block NATO, the purpose of which was to keep <laughs> to stop war in Europe. And here we are <laughs> with a war raging.
1: We're, we're calling well if the, the crazy thing is is that, uh, and this is, and you know, I'm speaking for myself, but, but having been, been in these various forums and, and work with these, you know, with many of these countries and, and work with these organizations, we are in a place where NATO is acting in a very offensive way. NATO is supposed to be a defensive, you know, if attacked, then, then you know, one attacked then we're all attacked and we will, we will defend our sovereignty, right? But we're now acting in a very offensive way where, where you have different countries in NATO that are providing weapon systems and arms and ammunition,s and and you know, and propaganda and cyber and all these kinds of things. That these these are very offensive things. All this crazy talk about providing a, a no fly zone. We have to give them a no fly zone, and we have we have Republican senators calling for it in the United States. Forty of them. I mean, Forty yeah, of them. This is these are these are people that don't they don't fully understand. They do not grasp, and I'm telling you, they do not grasp what it what it takes to stand up a no fly zone, because in order to stand up a no fly zone. You have to have, you know, absolute control of the air. And that means that you have to destroy anything that can range you from afar. Right. Surface to air missiles as an example. So to get into the weeds and the tactics, those surface to air missiles can sit in inside of Russia and, and uh, knock out aircraft that are flying in this, quote unquote, no fly zone. Right. So th- these are not these are not simple you know, things. And they're simple to say they are in- nearly impossible to execute right. without without making huge, huge errors, strategic errors. And so we're, we're in this place right now where NATO is acting as a offensive, you know, they're talking about offensive things. And so the interesting thing, and I, need, I think all your listeners need to need to really um, pay attention to this, I understand now that Biden is going to go over and be part of a, a NATO uh, leadership meeting that they're going to have, probably because the you know, the, the, the previous representative that we sent, you know, uh, Kamala Harris didn't do such a hot job. She couldn't even, she couldn't even read her notes about the, about what, Uh, what, uh, what she was supposed to say about where, where, uh, Ukraine geographically stands in, in Europe. I mean, my God. So Lord help us. um, Yeah. No kidding. I mean, this is, this is, these are big things. Now the, the, the struggle in warfare, Lou, is that people make mistakes and, uh, you know, and and we we see some of the rhetoric coming out of our own Defense Department about well, if somebody uses chemicals, we're gonna there's going to be a significant reaction to
0: the use of uh, of chemicals, right? I mean, Chet, so
1: first I've of gotta, all, yeah,
0: go ahead. I'm so, I've got to ask you. We're flying 90 sorties a day uh, off the uh, off our carriers mm-hmm. uh, in, in the Mediterranean uh, over over Eastern Europe. Right up against, uh, right up against the Ukrainian border. This is, and these are missions are, uh, you well know the term, a a deterrent uh, uh, activity, a deterrent sorties. They are, I I mean, we're just ratcheting up the possibility of an engagement uh, with a Russian aircraft, a jet uh, fighter. A mistake,
1: uh, a mistake. mistake. And, And mistakes are made in war. Lou, and sometimes they're not they're unintentional. And I, you know, I will tell you that, uh, you know, I, my my role in, when I was in the military from the time I was a young officer until the time I was a senior officer was to always put my feet in the boots of our enemies. That was my responsibility to try to think like they would think. And I can tell you at the strategic level, you know, Putin is making sure that that his leadership that are running the military operations are taking extraordinary precautions to not make a mistake where where they inadvertently shoot a missile into Poland or shoot a, you know, again, attack a NATO member country. He is I guarantee. So. So if there's been some some uh, some military uh, tactical changes of leaders in the in the Russian uh, military, you know, there's there's probably because he wants to make sure that the people that are in charge on the ground, are doing are, are are doing exactly what he wants them to do, and that is one is not to make a mistake and and inadvertently attack a NATO member country. W- what I am witnessing on the on a on a from a battlefield perspective is a very very uh, excruciatingly painful operation to make sure that they only take what it is that they believe they need to take in order to control and in order to. Make a statement to the Ukrainian people and, frankly, to the world that says, "Look, we are not going to have a NATO member country abut the Russian boundaries, where there are, then there is the potential for nuclear weapons to be placed on the on the on the geography of the of that country. In this case, Ukraine, and it gets back to the you know so they, it's a bit a bit akin to the Cuban Missile Crisis, where you know we said we don't want to have nuclear missiles in uh, in Cuba." that can range the United States of America. Well, now we know we have intercontinental ballistic missiles, right? So, so, but Putin is basically sending a message saying, look, I'm okay with Ukrainian being neutral. And he has said that in his conditions. And I actually think that Zelensky has now, uh, you know, he's, he has now said that, but now what we have to do is we have to stop the fighting and we have to make sure that we are absolutely clear on that. And so the discussion in NATO, the very interesting thing that's gonna come up here with, with Biden, uh, if he makes it, if he makes it across the Atlantic and get is able to sit down with the, with the with the NATO leadership, they have to be very clear as to what they NATO wants to achieve with this, and it, and it should be a defensive effort. It should not be an offensive effort, because if it's an offensive effort, that means that we're going to war, Lou, and we're going to have World War III. That, that's well, insane. And they, and I'm going to tell you, there are people, there are people that are going to surround this issue, and particularly surround our own leaders that are going to be pushing and pushing and pushing like you see coming out of these defense think tanks in Washington,
0: D.C., and and many of these these Republican senators as well. The Republican Party has chosen to endorse an idea that Mm -hmm. would be considered, as he has already told the world, an act of war. When you have 40 Republican senators that are that ginned up, to send our, our forces, because that would be the result of it, is we all know, to put yeah. our forces in harm's way without ever a discussion or a, a, even a suggestion of what is the national interest. Uh, and furthermore, we don't know what the precise relationship is between Biden uh, and China. The readout from the Chinese made it very clear that the president doesn't want, uh, will not support right. Taiwanese independence. It's an invitation to disaster. They have permitted the uh, Communist Chinese to militarize uh, the uh, islands uh, that they, uh, the artificial islands that they created in the South China Sea without without any response whatsoever. It is a terrible moment in time. And we have a president who we know, based on his son's laptop and its contents, and the cover-up that ensued from the discovery of that laptop. Almost two years the FBI sat on it, and no one knows better than you the corruption of the FBI. Yeah. This is a terrible time. I can we, we have campaigns of disinformation swirling through this country. And first and foremost, it's emanating from the Biden White House. Yeah. I think a couple of things. So
1: because you brought in another very, a very important geopolitical and geostrategic issue, and that's Taiwan, and and where China stands and what China may or may not do, one of the things that that one of the sort of big outcomes of the conversation between China and the United States was that essentially Xi told Biden, clean your own house up, you know, clean your own corruption up before you start to talk about what you know Ukraine needs to do or what Russia needs to do or what we need to do as China. I mean, this is. This is a slap in the face to the United States of America. And it's because we have an administration that is filled with, with, you know, I mean, serious corruption. We You know, look what we just learned about about Hunter Biden's laptop just in the last few days. And then, the you know, the the, the quote unquote 50 plus intel officers two weeks prior to the 2020 election who said this was a this was Russian disinformation campaign. Mm -hmm. Clearly Russian. And they all signed a letter off. That fact. Now we know it wasn't. Now we know it, it was, it's 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 clearly for real, and it's it's egregious, it's egregious fraud and crime against the American people and against our own government. So, you know, th- those are the kinds of issues that the Chinese and the Russians they're already aware of. This they know they, they do their own intelligence work and they know inside of our government, you know, how bad things are. And that that's essentially what G is telling Biden, you know, mind your own business and And clean your own house up before you start telling us what to do over here but you bring up taiwan you bring up the south china sea these these uh islands that they've created and china is posturing itself to basically be in the in the coming days in the coming uh months in the coming years to be the world superpower right to be the big dog on the hill and that's really at the end of the day the more money that we waste, the more billions and billions of dollars that we give to these to these countries, particularly like Ukraine, to what end, for what reason, for what purpose? I mean, to 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 mire ourselves down in another unending war, that the results of which God help us with the leadership that we have in, in Washington, D.C. right now. And and trust me to you to your listeners, The one thing that you can trust is there's neocons, meaning warmongers on both sides of the aisle, on the on the left and the right. And and these these various organizations that swirl around in the Washington, D.C. swamp, they call for war because they benefit from it. Okay, They, they don't care the results of the war. They just benefit from it. Their pockets get get fatter and fatter, you know, off of the likes of 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 war, wherever war exists, whether it's flying uh, missions uh, along the borders overseas, or whether it's putting ships at sea, you know, it's it, the more stuff that we can do. And, and there, like I said, there's, there's warmongers on both sides because it benefits both sides. And it's just, a, it's just never ending participation in, in conflict that we can yeah. no longer afford. Our country can no longer afford it. We have our own damn invasion going on on our Southern border for the last year. We've had almost upwards of three, million people invade our own border in the along our southern border from 151 countries there's only i think there's only 184 countries on the planet if i'm, if I'm not mistaken or, or roughly that number and those are documented numbers lou from our own government yeah. our yeah. own government has said it's close to 3 million in the last year from 151 <laughs> countries and these people are not these are not you know kind gentle souls right these yeah. are many of these countries that are people are, are that are I, that they're
0: coming from. These are criminals, you know, general. I have to I have to smile a, a, a bit when you said our own government. I, I've got to be honest with you, General. Uh, our, our government saying something right now doesn't hold nearly uh, the water it once did. Uh, mm. I can't uh, think of uh, anyone who's lied any more than the FBI. I can't think of anyone uh that is uh any agency that's more corrupt than the justice department i can't think of uh anything that this white house does i trust i literally trust nothing and uh it's uh it's sad it's, well, it's a sad it's a sad state of affairs lou
1: for for what it is that we are facing i mean when we are so we we know that the whole covid madness was one big lie, and I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist. That a that a flu-like, you know, capability or, or disease was out there. Clearly was, but how we responded to it and how the government lied to us about all the various things. Yeah. So that was a big that was a big issue that lasted for two years. It shut down a third of our economy, and you know, businesses, particularly small businesses, that will never return to their livelihoods that they once had. People are still reeling from that. The government is still, you know, the, the one thing, Lou, that they can't lie to us about, right? So the Department of, of Injustice, I call it, and the and the FBI, who had that, who had the laptop for, for well over two years, you know, the, the 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 lack of clear of clarity coming out of Europe from the mainstream media, the shutting, the censorship, the cancel culture that we have in social media. I mean, the one thing that this government can't lie to to the American people about is the price of a gallon of gas, right? your people are going to go to work today. They're going to leave work They're, you know, whether they're, whether they're carpenters, whether they're plumbers, whether they're builders, whether they're, you know, office workers, they're going to have to drive to some, to at some length to get to the office, to get to wherever their place of of work is. And they're going to have to pay for a gallon of gas. Well, guess what government, you can't lie about that because it's, it's, it's now, it's now three, four, five times as much as it was when, uh, When Donald when Donald Trump left office, I told somebody yesterday when I when I got to where I'm at right now, I was paying a buck sixty five for a gallon of gas. I just filled up my car on uh, on uh, Saturday and it cost me almost five dollars a gallon. But general, you can't lie to the American people about that. That's and I'm going to tell you the American people, they are they are not going to stand for this nonsense, especially now that they're trying to get us into another war overseas. Give me a break. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: I, I'm just going to say to you, we've got to update that because they figured out a way to lie about gasoline. President yeah. Biden said that it's a result of uh, the oil companies gouging uh, consumers. Now, there's no evidence of that whatsoever. And it's a direct correlation to the run up in prices and crude oil markets, which is always a reliable uh, uh, meter for that a metric. Uh, so, I, I mean, they've you know once again no, first, we, we, the, the we underestimate act, biden the first shot across the bow when
1: this administration came into office on the 20th or 21st of january was the, the first shot and it was a it was not just shutting down the keystone pipeline because but that was this was one of the first acts that they performed it was a message it was a message to the the energy sector right the fossil fuel energy sector of the united states of america that your days are numbered, we're going to go to this g- green climate, you know, n- nonsense, really, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, the cost of everything yep. is skyrocketing. So you're going to tell me that, you know, oh, this, everything's going to be okay. No. So all this started well, well before, you know, the, you can't blame the energy sector when you're when your message to the energy sector is, we don't, we don't like you, we don't need you anymore, and we're going to shut you down. Well, guess what? The, the, it's not just the energy sector and the big companies. It's a lot of little people, right? It's a lot of the 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 the, the American people out there, the middle income, the lower middle income. It uh, affects moms 60% and it affects, of the economy. Exactly, exactly, Lou. I mean, exactly. It's everything. It's everything. It's not just 50,000 jobs that were related to the Keystone Pipeline. It's all of the other ancillary types of, of uh, things that happen, the second, third order effects of, of employment opportunities and growth that you can build around these kinds of issues, around these kinds of big industries that we do have in this country that we are now crushing. And, and, uh, and so you know, don't blame it on others, look at yourself first. And I think that what we've got to do is we've got to, the people of this country, like I said, you cannot hide, you can hide from, you can say, well, this is under investigation, that's under investigation, all these things, the, the media can lie to us. But I'm, the one thing that you can't lie about is you can't lie about the price of a of a gallon of milk or the price of a gallon of gas. And that's where it affects the pockets and the pocketbooks of many, many Americans who are now looking at our government going, are you kidding me? I can't I can't afford to live anymore. I'm 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 going broke. But maybe Lou, maybe maybe this is intentional. Maybe this is what these people in Washington, D.C. want to do. Maybe they want to drive us towards socialism and and like my. You know, no my arcs- uh, yeah, another person that we know, uh, uh, Mark Levin, who talks about American Marxism, right? Is that, I mean, maybe that's what the, this is what they maybe this is intentional. And I, and I think that to a degree, because nobody can be this stupid or this incompetent, Lou, nobody. I mean, when we when uh. I think about how we exited Afghanistan, when I think about some of the conversations I'm hearing about Ukraine, I mean, people are not that stupid. They're not that incompetent. And so you have to start to say to yourself, are they are they intentionally driving us to war in Europe? Are they intentionally driving our economy into the into the shamble into a shambles here so they can basically say like like what's been said in by other by other of these world globalists that, you know, you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy. Right. That's a that's a a paraphrasing slightly, but they're trying close.
0: Yeah, there's no maybe in it, in my opinion, General. It, yeah. This is straight out. Uh, it's it's not American Marxism, because there's nothing American about Marxism. Right, exactly. exactly. And uh, with all <laughs> uh, respect to, to Mark Levin, I, this is an absolute campaign, coordinated, orchestrated uh, uh, effort to destroy America and everything it stands for. and. Uh, that alignment is uh, centered yeah. on the Democratic yep. Party. Yep. I want to ask you, as we are getting close to uh, to the conclusion here, the, the, I, re- reminding us this week, uh, The New York Times uh, and uh, The New York Post, famously, that letter from 50 veterans of the intelligence community mm-hmm. signed by five heads of uh, the CIA uh, and I've just got to ask you, how could any, how is there any appetite whatsoever to forgive those people, to excuse it, to have them on MSNBC, NBC, on CNN, uh, and and be in positions of influence and power and people not understand this is bringing the intelligence service right into your television uh, Mm -hmm. networks and deciding that you'll get your disinformation directly from a former head of the CIA that was complicit in the cover-up of the laptop and may have indeed uh, affected a rigged election and created an illegitimate president.
1: Yeah, so a couple of things. So the people that we're talking about, we're talking about someone who was the head of the national intelligence system for our country. We're talking about Uh, former directors of the Central Intelligence Agency, former directors of the National Security Agency, which is our our big signals intelligence collection, right? They listen to everything. We're talking about people who were former secretaries of defense, people who were formerly very, very senior, uh, you know, assistants to presidents of the United States of America, and particularly under the Obama administration. I mean, we're talking about some very serious people, as well as others who worked inside the Pentagon, who worked inside the The Central Intelligence Agency worked inside of other uh, intelligence uh, aspects of our intelligence community. So these are not a bunch of wallflowers who wouldn't really know. These are people who who would know. So two weeks prior to the 2020 election of of, uh, Donald Trump, they're out there saying that this whole thing about Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Well, we've always known it was not Russian disinformation. We've always known it because... Because it's such it's so egregious. And even a year prior to that, Lou, we now know that the, the FBI had the laptop at least a year prior to that. So they, they knew all this information. And now it's suddenly coming out now that that there's a, 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 they are admitting that, well, it's not really Russian disinformation. It's actually it's for real that this is this was Hunter's laptop. And yeah, he did a bunch of egregious things. And, and uh, it's captured. It's all captured. So why? Now the question is why all of a sudden is it coming out now? Is this another distraction to take, you know, to cause the American people to have conversations like we're having right now to distract from some of these other bigger issues that are in play because this administration that we are dealing with right now is completely falling apart. There's no building back better going on in the United States of America. It's basically crushing the the economic system and it's crushing the confidence of the American people in any of the institutions that we have in our government, particularly the rule of law institutions, and particularly the intelligence community as an institution, and so I, I think what, in fact, what I would tell you is that the American people, the American people want to see accountability. We demand accountability, Lou. We demand it, and it's going to come one way or the other. And and uh, then and God help us uh, if they don't do something about this about these. These intelligence community people that are going on the MS, you know, mainstream media and talking about, and, and still Clapper the other day, still talking about it being Russian, Russian disinformation. I mean, that guy is clueless. He's clueless. And I know him, he is clueless. So we, we can't have our intelligence community out there, you know, in these, and, and basically if they don't know something, then don't say it, but don't, don't try to, what they did, Lou, was they influenced and they disenfranchised, a large segment of the population of the United States two weeks prior to a national presidential election. And they disenfranchised the country by coming out there
0: and lying. And they all know that they lied. And guess what? We celebrated by putting them in uh, television shows, and television yeah. networks, and giving them positions of influence. Uh, there was a time that uh, the heads of the CIA and intelligence agencies uh, would take on a job uh, that was far less. Uh... <laughs> yeah, there. Well, there was a time when they and... were pro-American, Lou.
1: They were. There was a yeah. time, decades ago, where where these heads were pro-America. What what they are right now is they're they're pro-leftist. And what does leftist yeah. means? It means driving this country into the ground and turning it into a socialist nation. And these people that are that are on the left side that are in the you know the the old you know there, there's no there's no democratic party anymore it's now this socialist party of america that these people are driving us toward and this is very real it's very yeah. real and these republicans that are that are manby pamby republicans that are serving right now they need to stand up step up and speak up about what is happening to our country and what i and, and all i'm hearing out of them is that they want to take us to war this is this is crazy talk we cannot have this lou
0: that's mitt why romney, mitt yeah. romney is among those who signed that. Uh, that yeah. letter, uh, yeah. and started talking about a no-fly zone like it was a ride at Universal Park. Uh, these are ignorant, idiotic, self, uh, self-aggrandizing, pompous mm-hmm. fools who are representing the establishment. They suspended their intellects, whatever they had, uh, mm-hmm. and and their integrity. It is no longer acceptable for the Republican Party to cater to these rhinos. They are Republicans in name only. They have no philosophy. They have no values that are even remotely fundamental American values. They could give a damn about truth and, and justice in the American way. Uh, and we are delighted that yeah. you have taken time to be oh, with us thank, today. Thank
1: you. Last comment. Thank just you. Last
0: word. We give that to you every Thank you. Time. So, th-
1: so, this, I, I really appreciate it, Lou. And thank you for, uh, for allowing me to speak to your great audience uh, and, and everything that you have done for this country. Uh, Here's what I here's a a, a solution. because People always ask me, what do I do? You know what? Let's make the primaries in this country, because there's a lot of America first candidates running across this country. So let's make the turnout for voters in the primaries that are already begun in in some places around the country. And they'll run into August. Find out when your primaries are. Find those America first candidates that, that love this country and are ready to fight for this country. Find those primary candidates and get out and vote for them don't allow the establishment to continue to reign you know this this horrific uh, political environment that we have let's get rid of these bums let's let's vote them out so go and make the primary turnout get out and vote in the primaries get involved in your communities local action will have a national impact if you get involved at your local level in your in your towns your parishes in your counties that's where it matters right now that's why our founders gave us you know the the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but only if you participate in this in this form of of republic government that we have. And that's my message to folks is get out and get involved and let's make the, let's turn let's make the turnout in the primaries as big as we can make it. So God bless you, Lou, for letting me have a few minutes with your audience.
0: Well, general, God bless you. We appreciate it, and uh, we thank you for everything you have done for this country and continue to do. Uh, we uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for being, being here. General Michael Flynn, ladies and gentlemen, a great American. Uh, and what that man has been through is a, a national, national disgrace. Uh, we're going to be taking all of this up and more uh, tomorrow right here on the Great America Show. I just want to say that at this point, never in my career, never in my lifetime, have I seen... Greater uh, corruption in this country. There has never been a period like this in our country's history, and we have to t- understand uh, that this administration is is not working for America. This president is not working for America. Zelensky is a puppet in Ukraine, and Biden is a puppet in America, and it is straight up, straightforwardly so. Uh, with that thought. Let's uh, think kindly of one another. Let's do our very best to uphold the traditions and the values of this country. It's never been harder to know what to believe or whom to believe. That's in part because Russia and China and Iran and other countries are running disinformation campaigns against America and Americans that are more powerful and constant than ever before. And because our own government has lied to us throughout the past seven years, as has the permanent bureaucracy, the deep state, and of course, the radical Dems who now control the White House, the Senate, and House of Representatives. And yes, the courts, the American Bar Association, and then there's the corporate media, our universities and colleges, the teachers' unions, the left, the left is control of our country, and we'll be taking up the left and its power over America in the weeks ahead. I hope you'll be with us each day as we together stand for truth, justice, and the American way. Tomorrow, here on The Great America Show, we'll be examining the new reports of a more transmissible variant of the Omicron virus and why the bad doctor, Dr. Fauci, is back in public, claiming we will likely see a surge in cases in the United States we'll have with us tomorrow, one of the good doctors. Our guest will be Dr. Robert Malone. Dr. Malone has been a dissenter from the leftist authoritarians, and he has more importantly, perhaps, been right and courageous. Please join us here tomorrow. Till then, God bless you and God bless America.